0: On FM, on DAB and up to date on social media, we are Radio Newark.
1: Radio Newark. You're listening to the Girls Around Town here on Radio Newark with myself, June Rollins, with Rachel Repper, and also now with our guest who is going to be mostly talking to us in the second hour after the news in a little while. But before then, we've just got time to meet her and to find out a little bit about her. So, her name is Jill Hesketh. She's come to talk to us about something called Bake It and Take It. Jill, first of all, thank you very much for coming.
2: Thank you, June and Rachel, for having me here this morning. It's uh, lovely to be able to come and infuse my red love with the, your listeners. <laughs> now, you know, you, you've, you've not come hugely far. you come from Sutton-on-Trent? That's right, Sutton-on-Trent, about eight miles down the A1 northbound from Newark. So... Um, pleasant journey down in the in the sunshine presumably absolutely <laughs> and no need of a coat today
1: oh, no. I know, a lovely. <laughs> absolutely. now um we're going to talk as i said about your bread baking courses and what got you into that um, in general but first of all tell us um sort of a bit more general information about yourself have you always lived
2: in sutton have you always lived in this area it's really going back to my roots i was born in a little village called weston which is just up the road from sutton on trent and then moved to sutton when i was still a baby in arms with my parents. From there um, when I uh, finally grew up and got a job I moved to Nottingham City where uh, I bought a house there, and finally, when we were ready to have a family, my husband and I, we came back to Farndon, and then in the last 12 years over to Sutton on Trent again. And I was going back to my roots. Sorry, sorry, family, I know you have a daughter because I've met her. Uh, absolutely, Others, just the one daughter, kids? no just husband and one daughter. We, we stopped when we got it perfect with our daughter. <laughs> oh, that's
0: nice.
1: Fantastic. And and you said when you were old enough to get a job, so so, what kind of line of
2: business and work were you in? I work for the the police and currently I work at Newark doing a, an administration job on a, a property review right so you, you used to work for the police yes no I still, you work, still for work for the, for the police. police I still work for the police for, uh, well nearly full-time during the week and then I do my bread courses at the weekend right busy right. lady yes, yes busy absolutely to all
1: <laughs> right so um when did when did you start doing the bread courses?
2: Uh, bread courses. I've been up and running as Bake It and Take It now for two years. It was February twenty seventeen when I started, so I'm just coming up for my two year anniversary, um, and it's just fabulous. Uh, we've we've done really well, um, and I just can't thank all my previous clients enough for coming and enjoying the days with us. And hopefully, one or two of them listening in at the moment as well. I'm hoping so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Julie's going to tell us briefly about what made her decide to add to an already busy life by starting a business and then um, we're going to share some of the conversation that Rachel and Jill were having while we were listening to uh, George Ezra so Jill first of all what made you take on yet more in, in your busy life
2: I just want to share my enthusiasm of bread. It's just an absolute fabulous thing to actually be able to make. It's a great stable in everybody's cupboards and most people will take a sandwich to work. So what could be better (laughs) than homemade bread? Now, you've got got a...
1: A background in in bread um with your mom making bread for, for, um, mum for you
2: no mom didn't actually make bread but she made everything else from right. scratch she would buy her bread so mm. i've always had a good grounding um with, with how in, to make things from scratch and the importance of it in uh, the, this day and age when we're so conscious about our health um we're told so much that fat sugar and salt are bad for us Yes, they are, but only when you're eating them in large amounts. Everything should be eaten in moderation, and bread takes that into moderation. So it's just a great thing to be able to produce. Right, um, so when did you first start... Making your own bread, not not necessarily for the for the for the business. What? what how long have you been doing it's it? It's about ten years ago. Um, my husband and I uh, decided to go on a course to learn how to make bread, um, and it was just so great. We loved it and fell in love with it that since that day, you will hardly ever find me buying bread <laughs> in a supermarket or bakery. Uh, we have so much bread now. We, we freeze it because it freezes so well that we just don't need to buy it. We just love it and, and love the experience of doing it. It's a real relaxing thing. And you, you've already said that it's, it's been two years,
1: um, almost to the week, month, uh, whatever, yes. uh, since you started the business. Um, tell us, in very broad brushstrokes, first of all, what the courses that you do cover.
2: Okay, well, we take anybody from a beginner to an advanced bread maker, and when I say beginner, it's just somebody that might just want to come and do something different for perhaps a birthday or a Christmas present. They may not want to make bread later, but they can have great fun and learn a skill should they want to continue with it. We try and make sure that by the end of the day, everybody has had a good laugh and a smile on their face, which I think is really important, because cooking should be fun should be seen as a chore it should be something you can infuse and get excited
0: about uh, i'm absolutely there with you so I, <laughs> one of the things with um you know my cookery demonstrations and i sometimes do sort of cookery classes at home is it's not just about sort of teaching people to cook but actually um making them um feel confident being in the kitchen so that they can develop a love of cooking i mean i've got a really busy working life don't get chance to cook um, in the evenings, you know, I've got very fortunate, I've got a husband who's a very competent, um, cook and, 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 looks after us during the week. Um, but weekends, one of my favourite things is Fred will bake cakes, my 12 year old son, and I'll be cooking, you know, some seitan or something for Sunday lunch. And I just love that. Um, and if it's a Saturday evening, there's obviously a glass of wine involved as well. <laughs> Can't fault you there, <laughs> Rachel. You know, but it, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on this. You know, for me, it's so such so good for the soul to make food and you know feed people and just that process of being productive.
2: It certainly is. And when we're having so many ready meals available in the supermarket, and we've kind of taken a turn from what our mothers and grandmas used to do with making everything from scratch to go to have everything bought and ready for you, to go back to basics is just wonderful. And people have lost that art and skill. And, and I think it's great to try and reintroduce it back into people's lives.
0: Not my dad, who is 89. <laughs> Hello, Dad. Um, and he is back baking. So he's re- he, he started off life as a baker. And uh, I went up to Lancashire the other weekend when you and Ros were doing the show, June. And, and he is back doing what he used to do baking bread which i think is fantastic isn't at it? home presumably at he's, home. Not, he's not in <laughs> the bakery he's no. not <laughs> he's not he's not in the bakehouse at four o'clock in the morning at the age of 89 no june <laughs> but yeah so so you know for him you know his mental wealth being his ability as an older person to feel productive you know there's so much that he can't do any more that he used to be able to do but he can make bread for the family Absolutely.
2: What we find with the clients that we've had through in the last two years, we've had a a large variety from your 18, 19-year-olds all the way up to probably 75, 80-year-old person. And we can adapt the courses for their needs, which I think, again, is really important. That's why we only take two people on a course at any one time, so we can give them the individual tuition that they, they may require and that help and advice now, one of the things that you've been
1: saying to Rachel and myself um, when we've been chatting off air is that y- you are very um, specific about your courses, that you don't use either ingredients or equipment that need to be sp- fancy stuff, basically, do you? You make it, it has to be something that somebody who's on the course can go away and do in their own kitchen without massive outlays or whatever.
2: Yeah. I'm sure we've all been somewhere where we've done um, some event or course, whether it be through work or whether it be in your private life, where you've gone and thought that would be great to do but I can't afford to actually get the gear in to do it and I kind of think what's the point of that I want to really impress upon people how easy bread is to make so everything I do at home is replicated at a very very cheap cost to anybody to do it in their own kitchen later the only thing they do need which is expensive which is an oven but every standard kitchen generally speaking has a normal oven and that's all you need, a normal oven after that your most expensive item is a pair of scales which need to be digital um, and then you're away and and. What,
1: what's your fi- and and I'm sure this isn't something that you use, but what's your feeling about bread making machines?
2: I think they have a place for some people, perhaps, but when you realise how easy and quick and efficient it is to make your own bread by hand, and it's not time consuming, you don't have to be stood over your bread all the time, you weigh your ingredients up, you're going to need it. That's 15 minutes. Then you're going to leave it for an hour, an hour and a half to rise. So you can go and do whatever you want to. You're not tied to your kitchen. And then you're going to come back, knock it back, you're going to shape it, and then you're going to go away for another hour. And then you're going to cook it and leave it in the oven for about 25 minutes, depending on the size and, and what loaf it is. Tell me where that's time-consuming. It isn't, you don't have to be tied to your kitchen. So plenty of time in there, Rachel, for the glass of wine, the old glass of wine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there might be a bit too much time for the glass of wine. I think we'll do the bread-making during the day to avoid the... <laughs> I've got I've got two hours of downtime where I need. <laughs> no, <laughs> no um, you,
1: you were talking about how easy. Well, you, Rachel and you uh, you were talking to Rachel earlier about how easy it is to do the basic bread. It doesn't have to be. It's, it's, you've obviously said that the stage is there, but there are literally. Did you say four ingredients? Four in Four
2: ingredients. That's all you need to make a bread loaf, a normal standard bread loaf. So we need water, we need yeast, we need a strong flour and we need some salt and
1: and a couple of other things that you were saying to Rachel some of the sort of myths that you were dispelling
2: about um, putting your yeast into into hot water was it yeah certainly your water you can use your water straight from your tap you do not need to have tepid water to make a good loaf of bread everybody's tepid water would be different if you sat in your own house now and you with whoever you're with and you ran some water and said that's tepid to me i'm sure the person who you sat with would probably say no that's too hot or that's too cool so what is tepid we don't need to worry about that straight from the tap is absolutely fine it will make a perfect loaf for you and, and no sugar rachel seemed to think sugar was you going can in. add sugar but then you're starting to use the more sweetened um types of bread which i do in a breakfast roll which i make on the basic course where we do add sugar sugar and butter and that just enhances the taste it's also great not only for breakfast but also to put a burger into um, so there are times when you do need to add extra ingredients and obviously with rachel being a vegan you could perhaps consider adding a different type of oil like olive oil instead of the butter so there's always somewhere you can go to please everybody and give them a, a real nice tasting bread and, and also talking about um, possible myths or ideas or whatever you don't have to use fresh yeast you certainly don't Um, there's nothing wrong with using any of the yeasts that are available I have to say though as a a person that works during the week and then does the bread courses I don't have time to make sure I've got fresh yeast in uh, and that it's still live and active so I tend to use a dried yeast which is just perfect because it'll sit in your fridge once it's open for four months the particular one that I use it's available in most of the supermarkets you just need to go and have a look and it doesn't need activating first either right so rachel you were saying that your problem is
1: getting the second rise.
0: i'm i'm not very good at making bread so um i'm so excited that (laughs) i've got somewhere i can go and learn how to make bread um so it's a bit like i used to be really bad at making cakes and now um i've um Done, had lots of practice and strangely uh, you know my vegan cakes um have risen beautifully whereas my non-vegan cakes before we were vegan never did um but bread i've not mastered and um it's great when it first comes out of the oven because of course it's nice and <laughs> warm so it feels nice and moist give it 24 hours and it's if anybody can hear that <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so um yeah so i haven't in, i haven't inherited my father's skills So, um, I've just been tasting your bread, and it is so light. It is absolutely beautiful. And I was interested that you were saying all of those things that I've been trying to do carefully, like getting my water tepid, salt, sugar you know, putting it in a warm place to rise, and you're saying, actually, your kitchen should be fine. Um, So I'm definitely going to come on one of your courses.
2: Thank you. That's lovely, Rachel. (laughs) I'm glad you've enjoyed the samples I've brought in. Again, I've done a nice mix here of what vegans can eat, and then, obviously, um, non-vegans, so adding cheeses to them um, on the particular breads I've brought. But you don't need to have any pre-existing skills to make bread you just need to have the experience of perhaps watching somebody do it yes and through the day on the basic course we do five breads and although each and every bread is different and it gets more difficult as you go through the day we do repeat the actual starting and kneading of each of the breads. so it's repetitiveness which will get it into your mindset so that when you take that skill home
0: you will remember
2: what we've done
0: Mm that's what that's exactly what i need because it's all about te- it's all about technique isn't it and about confidence
2: confidence is a big one there and a lot of people come and once we've got the four ingredients mixed in the bowl and we've combined them and they get them out of the bowl they want to be so gentle with that dough i said no you cannot hurt that dough <laughs> at that stage you can be pretty much as violent as you want with it you cannot hurt it it's only when you've knocked it back and then put it into your tin or your shape that you've made that you have to be gentle when it does its second proof up till then you can do what you like with it but it needs a good need and a good stretch as you're needing it (laughs) This bread is vi-
1: really, really <laughs> taking our attention away from the um, job in hand here. We keep getting sidetracked looking at, um, looking and tasting <laughs> breads. So we nipped out um, uh, because we're not allowed to eat in the studio. So we nipped out into reception. We've had a try of some of the breads, and we're going to talk about them now. So Rachel, your your overriding impression was how light and, and and
0: so light and so fluffy. I mean, absolutely gorgeous. I can't I can't believe it. It's got uh, it's got the lightness that comes with um you know supermarket breads not the not the ones in the packets but you know the fresh baked which uh, and i can't believe that you've managed to get that lightness from something that is not full of chemicals well,
1: uh, and, and we you. should ju- sorry to interrupt we should just make the point that rachel is trying the vegan varieties of the breads as well
2: yes absolutely yes yeah. so thank you for those comments uh very kind of you to say i do try and produce a nice bread and uh, don't have many failures uh, we all obviously <laughs> do have little hiccups in the kitchen uh-huh. when you're trying something new uh, but overall uh, I generally get a successful bake when I do it three form sometimes I look a little bit different each time but that's the, the stick <laughs> side to bread I like that with
0: cooking though you know and, and that's the bit you know stuff goes wrong you adapt it um, and it doesn't matter if things look a bit wonky That shows that you've It's homemade,
2: it's made with love mm. Absolutely, and it's another twist on the word of artisan as well <laughs> Artisan covers so many terms and, and things out there um, So we've I've done to, the selection for you uh, As you've been talking about and trying uh, From a nice basic uh, four ingredient grain loaf Which um, has got the, some of the kernels of the actual wheat still in there With a nice crust over the top
0: People would know it as granary. They would. We're not allowed to call it granary. (laughs) We've we've just had the technical explanation that uh, Hovis trademark, blah, blah, blah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But that's, in essence, what it is. Um, I would always recommend anybody trying bread is that you don't jump straight in and do a 100% wholemeal bread. Because what you are likely to get is a very heavy um loaf at something very the day, dense mm-hmm. I would yeah. always i'm always familiar <laughs> with that uh, exactly <laughs> so i always always would recommend you do a 50 50 so 50 white flour to whatever 50 you actually 50 percent you actually would like to use on the particular flour type
0: mm. and then we've got this sort of focaccia bread yes. which again so light i i think of focaccias as being dense And that isn't...
2: No, it's a different texture. If you look at the crumb from the loaf that uh, is there and then you look at the crumb from the focaccia... The loaf crumb is very even as you look at it. The focaccia is made with a wetter mix and it should have large and small holes as you're going through the crumb, which shows a really nice finish
0: on it. So go on, Rachel. And it has. There is one, two, three, four large holes, medium <laughs> ones, and then some very little holes in this piece of bread. So I would say that is
2: perfectly listen <laughs> and baked. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. So if you haven't tried that one, Rich,
1: you can try that when we play the next song. You're not allowed, as you know, to eat in the studio. <laughs> No, but you, no. can, you can nip out and have a nibble, so to speak, or if it was Dean... Um, saying it, it would be a nipple, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I should just explain that um, Rachel's husband has, seems to be having problems with, I don't know whether it's autocorrect or it just is. his spelling in general. Yeah, no, it's predictive text. He, he keeps saying that he's been out and bought the nipples for um,
0: the party that they're having. <laughs> <laughs> on I, Facebook, that is. I um, have wine, crisps, nipples, nipples avocados. Yes. <laughs> yeah, predictive can
2: be helpful, but it can also let you down.
0: <laughs> My
2: my concern was
1: that he'd got the right um color lipstick to yes. you go know, with them and that is another story but people who, who um, are regular listeners to the show will know all about anyway moving swiftly on um so some of these breads have got all sorts of Interesting things
2: in or on them, haven't they? They have, June. So what I've done, uh, to keep it simple for this particular um, sampling that I'm letting you uh, try here today, is from the focaccia mix. I used the focaccia dough as a base uh, and kind of turned it into a flatbread base. So it was flattened out a little bit more and then we've added extra toppings to it rather than just leaving it plain with a sprinkle of salt and olive oil on it, which you do for the focaccia. And there, really, when you're starting with your flatbread, your imagination will only be the only thing that will hold you up on what flavours and textures and tastes you put onto it. So I looked around my kitchen and uh, fridge and thought, right, what have I got in? Um, (coughs) And so I found the pesto sauce, which most of us will probably have in our fridge, pot of olives some cheese, some cherry tomatoes and then it's amazing what you can do with that. So to make sure we could look after Rachel and her vegan side, we did the cherry tomatoes and the olives on one and then for June we did the uh, some Danish cheese which is a real nice cheese to use because it gives a real nice punchiness to it you're not talking about loads on it you're just going to break a few pieces up and as it melts in the oven, as it cooks it's just divine and will cover the bread and give you a nice taste and of course to get the colour there as well as the the, uh, strains of of mould in essence which it is through the Danish blue we've also added some cherry tomatoes to give it a nice bright look to it so it looks appetising then the third one that we uh, came up with was as I've said the pesto with the olives on so you can put either green pesto or your sun-dried tomato pesto on uh, or just sun-dried tomato paste again see what you've got in your cupboards what you've got in your fridge uh, let your imagination run wild really but you don't want too much of any of these toppings on otherwise you're getting into the pizza realm mm. and you can spoil it and your dough won't rise you'll get a soggy middle and nobody likes soggy middle nobody middles. likes soggy bottom nearly, <laughs> uh, nearly as bad as I was going to say nearly as bad as a soggy bottom yeah. absolutely uh, so too much on can spoil it so it really is less is more uh, which it, to be fair on the pizza course that I also do I always say to, to my clients when they're putting the toppings on less is more
0: i i go crazy with pizzas i i because i make my own pizzas at home and um i I end up with soggy pizzas, but I quite like my food a bit wet, but I will i will put, I'll throw the kitchen sink at it. There'll be artichokes, there'll be peppers, there'll be mushrooms, there'll be tomatoes. There's just everything all over it.
2: That's fine, Rachel, but just not too much of each of them. So, if you've got the mushrooms, probably just two
0: mushrooms, perhaps a few pieces of artichoke on it. That's called moderation, isn't it? <laughs> it is moderation.
2: Yeah. We have to use that word sometimes. Yeah, gen-
0: generally not in my vocabulary. Oh,
2: I'm
1: afraid I'm an absolute purist when it comes to um pizza it's not something i eat very often at all but the only pizza i will eat is a margarita the real pizza the ne- ne- neapolitan pizza the original pizza tomato cheese a bit of basil nothing
2: else that's absolutely fine and and that was actually created for the Queen Margarita back in Mm. I think somewhere in the 1800s if memory serves me right um, where the chef was called well actually I think it was a street trader who was called in to prepare this dish and he used the colours of the Italian flag so it is really nice to to go back to the simple um, items you can put on a pizza which enhance it as long as you've got a great tomato sauce going off which I do teach how to make a great tomato sauce and little tips and advice along the way with that what to put in it then you're going to have a fabulous pizza and never ever ever put
1: pineapple on them uh, <laughs> that is total sacrilege i love pineapple i must say i love pineapple but
0: well my daughter would pineapple disagree and with you there no
1: <laughs> definitely not so
0: so when i come and do my baking um course with you learning how to do bread baking i'm going to have a tomato sauce cook off with you, <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon. I reckon my tomato sauce is pretty great. So we'll, we'll have a competition run for there. for my money. <laughs> and then June, um, Fred would absolutely be in agreement with you about there's only one type of pizza. So next time Dean and I need to go and have a night out, I'll drop Fred off. <laughs> 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 and you can you can chill out to a movie and margarita pizzas.
1: Netflix and chill with yeah. your son. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, of course,
1: the
2: other question is, thin, thin crust or thick crust? Oh, thin. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, thin, thin yeah, crust. Yes. Thin, yes. Mm. Yeah, you just want yeah, it just yeah. nice. And, and the, the best advice I can give you is don't eat it immediately out of the oven. Let it sit. Settle, yeah, Just for two or three minutes mm. and you'll find then all the juices will be much easier to deal with when you're cutting it and you won't lose your toppings as you're cutting it because often if you cut it out out the oven as soon as you put the knife through it or you you um roti- uh, what do you call them? A pizza, cutter. pizza cutter yeah the round one that mm, runs mm. you'll find all the wheel. your toppings disappear mm. off yeah. the top. <laughs> absolutely so just let it settle i've actually got one of those lovely big um proper cutters that like you could do with oh, herbs oh, yes. um, can't the name escapes me at the moment but i've got one that's about 12 inches wide to cut my pieces like a rocking saw rocking one yes absolutely and then you don't lose your toppings
1: but going back to rachel's comment about overloading and putting loads of stuff (laughs) and and whatever um and you mentioned um pesto sauce i am addicted to pesto sauce Mm. i buy it um fresh don't make my own um mainly because i just don't have time um but there is always pesto sauce in my fridge and i put it on top of all sorts of things it's cold yeah it's it is a fallacy that you heat pesto sauce is best cold. Mm. Unless you're cooking with it, obviously. Yes. But I dribble it on the top of salads. Um, I dribble it on um, the vegetables before I put the... Um, when I'm doing a cheesy baked vegetable type yes. thing, I dribble it on there. Sometimes get a bit carried away there and I end up with lots <laughs> of um, green liquid running around the bottom but hey ho it's pesto i like it it's so good so for you as well it is, you know, the, yes. the
0: pine nuts the um the, the herbs in it um we obviously do ours with vegan parmesan um but you know it's it's fantastic and basil too
1: uh, I mean I love the smell of basil but also basil apparently now I learnt this when I was in Amalfi a couple of years ago um, people who, who know me will know that whenever I go on holiday I get really 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 badly bitten by mosquitoes they eat me alive every year And I've tried all sorts of things. It never works. I have to go for the remedies rather than the prevention. And when I got really badly bitten a couple of years ago, the owner of my hotel, the hotel where I stay, Salvatore, said to me, Basil. He wasn't changing my name. (laughs) (laughs) Basil. (laughs) (laughs) He says that (laughs) they recommend that you... um, partake take a basil right. in various different yes. ways, shapes, or forms. I was going to say, do you
0: rub it on like a duck leaf? Well, well yes, <laughs> that.
1: And you eat it. Obviously, they eat a lot of basil um, in Italy, anyway. So I am partly prepared. I mean, obviously, when I'm there, I'll be eating stuff with basil in. Um, i hopefully be eating stuff with pesto um, on or in. But I also have as as a, um, i got a present from a friend of mine the other day, and it's a um, a, a small bottle of a joe malone perfume and it's the lime basil and whatever mm. it is one so i'm going to be spraying myself
0: with basil infused oh. perfume as well so Sounds i should be good. okay i know we're going off bread but um have you tried avon's skin so doesn't Soft it work
1: for me yes i have
0: really i tried it mm. Mm. we use that Nothing. when we we're traveling around the world because of course we didn't want fred mm. to have uh, mm. all sorts of horrible chemicals and do you know what it worked yeah i, I um marmite the marmite Eating... Um, Not spreading it, you? you have
1: (laughs) to to do that in advance. It's the vitamin B thing, isn't it? Yes, I I do... Trouble is, I don't eat many things that I can have Marmite on anymore, but I love Marmite, yes. Yeah. Um, But, yes, four or five years ago, I um, came across this... um, skin so soft idea thing and all over the social media yeah. there was sa- uh, soldiers saying you know i was yeah. out in the de- desert and it stopped and it well, so yes i bought some in fact i bought two you know to be on the safe side um
2: nothing didn't do a thing
0: for there's me there's two different types to- we'll talk offline like oh. you might have had the wrong type and going back Is to it? pesto have you
2: tried Ooh. pesto on a piece of fish and then yes I do yes. red crumbs yes. and cheese mm. over the top yep. and then I, cook I, it I put pesto on my salmon right yes um, I put
1: pesto on my chicken when I roast chicken great stuff um, um, whatever um, what else do it i'll I'll put it on anything basically yes absolutely and you know just again going slightly off bread i saw on facebook it's wonderful facebook isn't it (laughs) Uh, i saw on facebook the other day um one of these sort of little videos where it's giving you hints and tips when you're cooking if you're pan frying salmon fillet they tend to stick on the bottom don't they thing to do get a lemon slice it up lay the lemon on the bottom of your frying pan and then rest the salmon on top of the lemon slices it's also nice if you do it in the oven, because then you get the flavour of the lemon yes, coming through as yeah, well. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, absolutely. salmon. Yeah. See, listen to girls around town, you learn all sorts of things. <laughs> um, really useful things. Right. Um, now, what are we... Where are we at now? Let me think. We are going to... Well, I'm going to eat um, some more bread. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, we're going to eat some more bread. So we're going to nip out while the next piece of music's played. I'm just going to see what we're going to have. Oh! <gasps> Another one of my favourites, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper coming up next. Right, you're listening to the Girls Run down here on Radio note Sunday morning, we are talking um, all about food, and we managed to sample a few bits as well, more than a few bits this morning too. Right now, we are talking to our guest Jill Hesketh from Bake It and Take It. We've heard all about breads. We've talked about the different breads that she's brought in for us to try. Um, Dean and Fred, if you're listening, there'll probably be some bread on its way to you um, at the end of the show. <laughs> right. Um, as well as your bread-making courses, Jill, there are um, a couple of others that you're already doing and a couple that you have in the pipeline for later this year. Tell us about those.
2: Absolutely. So we have uh, four courses already that we do. Uh, so we have two full days, which is a basic bread course and an advanced bread course. Again, in each one of those, you make five breads through the day. You join me for lunch and drinks of homemade biscuits uh, to go with them through the day and obviously a homemade lunch. Um, and then we move on to two half-day courses which we run, which is a pizza course and then our take on tapas now the our take on tapas is more bread themed than the actual tapas mini dishes as such because we are a bread business Um, so we give you lots of ideas of different breads that you can take away and make um, after the day uh, to to go with your tapas Um, so it's not just tapas it's our take on tapas We actually ran a very successful bespoke one uh, at a request for a lady who wanted it for her daughter and her partner, uh, which was a half bread, half pizza. So it was a full day. Uh, They did three breads and then a pizza course in the afternoon, which went really well. So we actually are going to update our website over the next couple of weeks, offering that one as well and hopefully later in the year uh, we might be able to offer some cake courses and some pastry courses but that unfortunately is dependent on me actually having my kitchen all changed Um, so just to allow us to have some access to powerpoints where it needs to be uh, rather than the danger of cables all over the place because we obviously have to be a little bit careful um, from the health and safety and environmental um, health people as well yes of course it's something we haven't
1: mentioned obviously doing things like this you have to have all that sort of thing in place don't you i mean you can't just say oh pop down to my kitchen and i'll show you how to make bread and and, and do that you've, you've got to be registered and approved and as soon as you're selling an
2: item then you should be registered with the environmental health with the local council which i am and i got a fabulous five star rating from them which i'm very very proud to say um i've also uh, got a, a level two hygiene certificate which i need again to run the business so we do that and that gets renewed every couple of years um and you've really just got to think about your house you've got to think if somebody's walking into it is it something you'd want to show off to other people um, so we spend a whole day um not that it's ever in a mess our house but a whole day the day before
0: prepping and making sure everywhere is absolutely spotless uh, and <laughs> sorry i'm laughing because um <laughs> i i sort of have the cat's um, we've got rescue cats ah, right. and they are all over my kitchen surface. Yes. And I, I often have a tail gets flopped down in the <laughs> middle yes. of whatever I'm baking.
2: <laughs> they are very helpful. Fortunately, I am a pet three and child three. Now my daughter has grown up. Uh, establishment so we don't have to worry about that Rachel on this occasion (laughs) Uh, but yes you've just got to to go that extra hurdle if somebody's coming into your home you want them to think that it's a nice home that they're coming into because it is my kitchen my working kitchen it's not a separate business premise it is actually Mm -hmm. my home um, which I I just want to infuse other people about the bread making when they come. I, I entirely agree with you
1: that you know, if people are coming to your home you need to make sure the city ready and you, you 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 are bringing them somewhere that you're proud to show off i will confess <laughs> hands up to this i hate housework i do the bare minimum my house is tidy but it's not particularly um cleaned i don't do a lot of cleaning. Um, i relish having visitors because
2: that's the time that i do the cleaning (laughs) (laughs) well i must say i've got a very supportive husband who helps me out tremendously with the business so without his help i don't think we'd actually be able to roll out the courses so as a joint effort we do really well
1: now the thing we've already mentioned this but the thing that we we probably need to stress is these courses are not for mobs of people they're very very um intimate shall we say
2: they are i i Again, I've been on courses before where you're one of 12 or 30 people and you never quite get the knack of what you're actually being taught to be able to take away with you because you can't quite see what's happening, you don't get that one-to-one tuition, so we said no, we're going to do it for two people at a time, whether they are actually book as a couple or whether we have separate people booking, Um, but that tends to work better for us because they can actually watch what's happening and I can actually see what they're doing and then give them the tips and advice as we're working through the day um, because I can actually see where they're perhaps not quite doing something as well as perhaps they could do so their advice is, is easy to give so going say
1: for example to a demonstration like the kind of things that rachel did yesterday would be a great way to start and get the idea i'd quite like to know how to do that um if it was you know something red related in your case and then come to someone a course like yours and
2: actually get your hands dirty. Absolutely basically. there's a great place in the world for what Rachel does and all the food festivals that we have it starts to inspire people and then from that inspiration that all those people can give then they then need to perhaps look at perhaps doing a course if it's something that they particularly would like to continue with.
0: Yeah and it's a bit about developing expertise isn't it you know I mean I'm a really competent confident cook but I definitely need to come on your course because you know I, I want to develop you know, um expertise in bread making. Yeah. And I can't I can't you know, yes, you've got YouTube and all the rest of it, but I don't think anything beats um being taught how to do it by somebody who's an expert face to face. And no.
1: virtually one to one. Yes. yes. Exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> Just you and I there and that was Tom Tom Walker. Yes, this this bread is just so distracting. Uh, (laughs) 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 Right, we are almost out of time on the show this morning. You've been listening to The Girls Around Town here on Radio note with myself, June Rollins, with Rachel Repper, and also with our guest Jill Hesketh talking about baking bread amongst other things. Rachel and I are uh, very shortly going to be dividing up all these bread samples to take home and enjoy. But before we do that, the important thing that we need to do is, um, first of all, thank Jill for coming in. But probably even more importantly, let you know where you can find out more if you want to... um, see the kind of things that she offers and also maybe get in touch and book a course so jill tell us how people can get
2: in touch with you okay first of all thank you very much for having me today You're it's a very great experience thank you so if anybody is interested in booking a course the easiest and simplest way is to go on to our website which is www.bake.com it and take it.co.uk. that's all one word bake it and take it.co.uk. from there you can have a good look around the site you can see the different courses that we offer you can read a little bit about us You can read some of the testimonials we've had. And when you actually search for us on Google, you'll probably find the Google reviews. And I'm very proud to say we've got, uh, I think, in excess of 20 five-star reviews now on the site. So if you want to read about other people's experiences, then that would be great. Um, They've all had fabulous times with us. Fantastic. Just remind people again where your courses take place. They take place at Sutton-on-Trent, which is about eight miles north, just off the A1. Um, from newark um, and on the website there is a contact us page where you can email us in so you can get in touch with us to book a course
1: and that website again bake it and take it, it and Take it .co.uk. brilliant jill thank you very much indeed once again for coming in um, i'm sure rachel is um Booking excited. Excited. Yeah. absolutely <laughs> right we have literally one minute to say goodbye to you all to say goodbye to each other before we start as i say attacking these um bread samples craig's just arrived to do his show now that was well timed wasn't it because he could have a a dip into the basket as well into the bread basket but before we do that um now next week let me just think about this next week uh sunday the 24th of february Rosalind is going to be in the studio with me we don't have a guest next sunday but that is deliberate because we've got something that we want to share with you uh ros and i we're going to be talking about the fact that uh, going out uh, staying in sorry is the new going out and we have got some um ideas for how to um enjoy an evening in with friends all very clean i have to say you know don't don't get too excited about this it's all very sensible and whatever but we're going to talk about the different things that you could be doing with your mates in the evenings and it doesn't have to just be in the winter It could be any time and we're also going to talk about the ones we'd like and the ones we wouldn't like and we might even be setting ourselves a challenge to do one or two of them so so that's next sunday we will be back with you from 10 here on radio new york for the girls around
0: town